Chapter six. I've met many thinkers and many cats, but the wisdom of cats is infinitely superior. Tony found Loki not too long later in their bedroom. He wasn't vomiting on his pillow, fortunately, but sleeping on it instead. He was all curled up into a tight black fluffy ball. Tony had to admit he may not have been a cat person, but this was one of the cutest things he'd ever seen. He still checked the room thoroughly for any unpleasant surprises, though. It was still Loki. Once Tony had established that Loki hadn't done anything horrifying, he walked over to the bed to nudge Loki awake. Cats just napped all the time, right? It wasn't like babies where he didn't want to wake them. Tony had absolutely no experience with pets to draw from. He considered asking Friday, but he was sure that that would have woken up Loki anyways. Besides, he was pretty damn tired himself. So Tony took the path of least resistance, for once, and decided to join the cat in sleep. After he was all changed, he tried to get into bed as lightly as possible. Since Loki had stolen his pillow, he buried his face in Loki's. Tony inhaled, taking in the scent of the product Loki used in his hair. It was something the god made himself. It smelled minty and herbal with a hint of citrus. It was delicious, and it was Loki. Soothed, Tony drifted off into sleep. Tony woke up to a pair of green eyes staring him in the face. He shouted out of instinct, and Loki jumped, back-arched. Sorry, but really, dude? Right in the face? You asked for that. Loki looked unimpressed by Tony's lack of cool, but his back straightened out, and he walked back over to Tony's face to rub along his cheekbone. You're forgiven, Tony sighed. He sat up and ran a hand over his face. So, you ready to get into the warp shop and figure out your little problem? Loki let out a little yip that Tony was going to take his yes. Tony went into the bathroom to relieve himself when a thought occurred to him. Uh, Loki? We don't need to get you a litter box, do we? Tony called into the bedroom from the bathroom, concerned. As far as Tony knew, Loki had never stayed a cat long enough that that was really an issue for them. A decidedly pissed off yowl sounded from the other room. Tony stifled a laugh. Yeah, that was going to be a no. It did figure, actually. Tony had heard about regular cats being trained to use the toilet instead of a litter box. As long as Loki was physically capable, that was certainly a far better solution. Tony wasn't sure if either of them would ever recover from Tony having to clean out a litter box. Soon enough, Tony had thrown on a faded band shirt and tattered jeans, his usual working wear, and walked down to the shop, an anxious Loki tagging at his heels. They let themselves in and were quickly greeted by Dummy and you. The two bucks excitedly rolled over to Loki. Tony tensed. Loki had been in the workshop in animal form before, a few times even. The bots technically knew how to carefully pet him, not putting too much pressure, not grabbing any limbs. But it had been quite a long time since Tony had cleaned up their code. Not since he rebuilt them after having his place bombed, actually. It was easy for them to forget little things like that, and Tony really didn't want the Loki to get hurt. But no, Dummy, with far more care than he'd ever shown for Tony's equipment, ran a claw down Loki's back. Loki arched into the movement and purred in satisfaction. He rubbed his face on Dummy's claw and waited for you to present his as well for the rubbing. Then Loki hopped up onto the counter and took a seat, staring at Tony. Oh, so I'm just supposed to figure out everything for you, huh? Tony asked, grinning. Loki's meow definitely sounded like a yes to Tony's ear. Well, to start with, you are surprisingly easy to read. I think we need to come up with a slightly more concrete form of communication. Friday, can you pull up a QWERTY keyboard large enough that Loki's paw will fit over a letter? Sure thing, boss. 
Friday did as asked, creating a see-through blue holographic keyboard just in front of Loki. Loki regarded the hologram suspiciously for a moment before moving his paw across it. Hello. The word came out in a slightly robotic-sounding version of Loki's own voice. Okay, that's a little creepy, Tony responded. Loki nodded. Sorry, boss. I thought it might sound better than either my voice or a generic default. No, no. Good thinking, Friday. Could you just pull up the settings for me? Tony asked. Friday did, and Tony messed with the reverb and twigged the algorithm that was pulling Loki's voice from the history that had been captured from all of Loki's time in the tower. Okay, Lokes, try again. I feel ridiculous. Loki typed a bit faster this time, and the voice actually sounded remarkably close. Loki's eyes widened, and his ears went back momentarily. Does it bother you? I can tweak it more, or go with an entirely different voice. No, this is adequate. Loki typed out. This is also tediously slow. Well, if you wouldn't use all those big fancy words, it would be quicker. Loki glared. Friday, could you please reduce the keyboard size by 15% and increase the sensitivity by 30%? Yeah, I don't think that's going to work like you. Tony trailed off as Friday did what Loki asked, and he saw Loki's paw whir across the floating letters. You were saying, Stark? Loki asked, shooting Tony a smug look as he finished. Ugh, cats are smug enough as it is. Lokitty is like twice the smug. Charming. So you want to tell me what happened and how we fix it? Honestly, I have no idea. By all accounts, Runa shouldn't have been able to accomplish this. When I accidentally changed Fandral, that had not been the spell I had been working on, but it was a spell I knew. I was just startled and too busy running away from the pissed-off wolf to change him back, which was why Frigga was necessary. But there was nothing holding him in that form. I'm a shapeshifter. There is no reason that I should not be able to change back. Loki got through that speech impressively fast. Loki may consider it tedious, but with how swiftly his paws could move across the smaller, more sensitive keyboard, it wasn't all that much slower than speaking. I'm guessing you've probably tried again recently? As soon as I woke up. Tony sighed. Okay, my first thought is using the Mugglinator. No, Loki responded immediately. Yeah, somehow I figured you'd say that. Hear me out. You don't have any stores of magic as a cat, right? That's a very complicated question. Yes and no. Ugh, I hate magic. I explain. An animal does not have stores of magic, no. However, I don't lose mine just because I've shapeshifted. Otherwise, how would I be able to shapeshift back? If I could change back, but didn't have my stores, I would always look Jotun, and would have found that little secret out far sooner. One of the weirdest parts about the artificial voice was the lack of the emotion. The algorithm was good enough that I could predict pauses and emphasis, but I had no way to know the bitterness that would normally be ripe in Loki's tone at that sentiment. Okay, so where does your magic go? Where is it now? Loki appeared to think about it for a moment. Consider it like my pocket dimension. It's displaced, not gone, and usually when I shapeshift, the only magic I have access to is the ability to pull my magical core back from where it's being stored, which restores me to my usual form. That seems unnecessarily complicated, but I'm with you so far. It's not within you, then it's hitting you with the Mugglinator shouldn't do anything but hold the magic currently around you, right? I said to think of it like the pocket dimension. 
It isn't actually displaced. My magic is still there. It's just been shifted. So you're worried that somehow my machine will still be able to affect it. And very possibly destroy the connection between it and myself entirely. I'm not saying it's a certainty by any stretch, but I still don't really know how your anti-magic device works. It may work differently now that I'm in this form than it did before. I am not taking that chance. Tony couldn't help but be a tiny bit smug at the fact that, for all Loki's intellect and experience, he still couldn't match Tony when it came to pure science. So, you're that afraid. You'll just stay a cat forever. Loki rolled his eyes. Not forever. Let's just consider the anti-magic device a last resort. Mugglinator. Show it some respect and call it by its actual name. I refuse to encourage your ridiculous naming scheme. Tony laughed and shook his head. Okay, here's my idea. If that's a last resort, what's the first plan? I hate to say it, but I believe I could use Strange's input. Loki definitely looked like he hated to say it. His ears were completely back. He's gonna give you so much crap, you know that, right? I'm aware, yes. But his dimensional magic is different and far more structured than mine. He also has learned a fair bit about my own style of magic by now. I believe there may be solutions that he has access to that I do not. You're seriously willing to put up with a smug Doctor Strange over testing out my Muggleinator? Tony asked again. He just needed to be sure. Yes? Okay, the question mark doesn't help. Also, it sounds super weird in your not-quite voice. Yes, Loki said more firmly. Well, typed. The spoken voice was pretty firm, though. Damn, you really are afraid of my muggle -inator.